And here we are now, coming up to the final weekend of the Premier League season. I'm your host, Dan, on who's on the front post. I'm here with Robbie today. Hello, listeners. So, Rob, last weekend, the Premier League coming up now. We had our, our week gone by and things look a little bit more clear running to the last day of the season now, don't you think? Yeah, very interesting week, okay. Plenty to talk about on uh, the show now, so we'll uh, get right on it. With we'll the get games. kicking on it yeah, anyway for it. the time being. So, look, I think we'll probably st- start at the L title race there anyway. Maybe not so much a race now with City's uh, late win against Leicester there. Well, we start off with the City-Leicester game. A very, very good match, I thought. A wonder strike from company to win the game. Yeah, no uh, right to be shooting from no, there. The centre-back no, like no, that. But, I know. Uh, look, I don't think I've seen a strike hit as well as that. The curl on it. And to beat Kasper Schmeichel, it was a good shot-stopper as well. Yeah, yeah. Took I mean, a lot, so. They're the kind of ones that end up in row Z or they're only going in one place and that's the top corner, you know. But again, a fan- fantastic strike from Vince and company. Smashing game, I thought, I thought Leicester played really, really well. Yeah, I was impressed with them as well pretty like good I, at top Brendan their, their back line was very well set up and Jamie yeah. Vardy you know didn't you know have a lot you yeah. know to work with but yeah. still did enough I thought when, uh, when but he the was two, the two centre backs for Leicester Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire there they you know they stood up to everything that yeah. uh, City could throw at them and, I uh, think I, I underestimate Johnny Evans a lot I, I don't think of him as a world class player but I, I remember then he's won three Premier Leagues with Man United vast amount of experience a lot of experience, experience there, there you know, in, in the Premier League I'm just thinking now as well, Jamie Vardy just won Premier League Player of the Month with five goals in four games. Now, I know he didn't score there last night. thought he played very well. One striker who I think should have done better was definitely Kalichi Iheanacho. Iheanacho had a glorious chance Claire to get something missing. there. Yeah, so maybe, look, you know, he, he, he hit it first time. He didn't really uh, think a lot about the situation. No, I was very, very impressed with Leicester. They were really good in the middle of the park as well. Telemans played uh, well. He, he's been and a Chowdhury was very good there. One of the younger players that yeah. Brendan Rodgers has brought in. And, James, uh, James Madison had Madison. a good game as well. Another smashing game. But look, you know, that was a game that Leicester could have got something out of. But again... City going for the title, you know, sometimes you say you, you, you do it at the right time and you score these kind of goals and they change games and they change the outcome of the league. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure even the Liverpool fans would have looked at that goal last night and said, oh, that's it, that's where we're going. That's the moment where you think, yeah, that's yeah. where a Premier League Thanks. is won. Exactly. And you couldn't have asked for a better goal. I was smashing goal. as well. Smashing goal. To be fair, you know, Man City had some chances here. Casper Schmeichel made a few excellent saves, denying Sergio Aguero on two occasions off the line. He did, Particularly yeah. that second opportunity, I was absolutely amazed that uh, that didn't go in. Well, Aguero done very well again. You know, just a half a chance and he's onto it like a light. And again, Casper uh, Smoiga made an excellent save. But again, it was a game that could have went either way. But it'd be the game that's known as the possibly the game that won in the league, especially with a goal yeah. like that to win. But it. to be fair, we had a very similar uh, situation in the Liverpool Newcastle game as well, with a very late goal from Divock Origi. We did. Uh, Origi we, that, that, was a that was an amazing game as well. A three-two, you know, very late goal to win, it and very similar to that Everton uh, uh, goal as well. Well, but not it, in terms of actual, but, you know, late on Divock Origi. Yeah, and, you know, when you're looking at the likes of uh, Liverpool and City, you know, keeping the title race going till the end of the season and, and still producing high-quality games at this end of the season, you know, it's a great credit to both sides and fairness, no, no, and fairness really to them, is. you know. I mean, and look, they've been both so, so dominant this year. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you know, I'm not a big fan of Liverpool, to be honest. I can tolerate Jurgen Klopp. I think he has his moments where he kind of annoys me. In parts, they've been fortunate enough that they haven't had any major injuries that have put their main players out for long periods of time. Joe well, Gomez being maybe an exception on that, but 
I, I think if, you know, Sadio Mane or Mo Salah had gotten a serious injury or something like that, I think they might have struggled a bit this season. They've been fortunate in that respect, I think. Well, arguably so. But, look, at, look, at injuries come and injuries go. And, it's you know, it's a squad game now. You have to look at 22 players as opposed to looking at 11 players. But, no, I think both sides have been a great credit to the league. When you look at the stats and, and, and you weigh it all up, both of them have been excellent. I think it's great credit that it went to the end of the league. Just there with the actual Liverpool and Newcastle game, I, you know, really didn't expect anything from Newcastle out of that. I thought they're going to be on beach mode. Liverpool are going to ramp them to a 4 0 win or something along to that effect. Anyway, uh, first of all, I think Liverpool were lucky not to have a sending off. Trent Alexander Arnold handling it on the line. I thought that was very clear and uh, blatant. Yeah, what he very did. controversial case. And um, I'm Liverpool. somewhat surprised as well. Sorry to interrupt you well, there. I'm just very surprised that the referee didn't bring it back afterwards. Well, because I think I would have thought that would have been an instant that they could have brought that back. Well, in will, will, will they look at that on, on the VAR next season? Possibly they will. I think what the ref the reason why the referee didn't send them off was because the ball actually ended up in the net, so therefore the goal was given. But I mean, it was a smashing game for the neutrals, a three-two game, one of the games which I actually predicted. Now I thought Newcastle would have been up for it. You know, it was that kind of game. It was a Saturday night game a home game and Benitez would have had the players kind of fired up for it it turned out to be a smashing game like you say and there could have been a sending off Liverpool dug in well and went ahead and Rondon got the equaliser and then Origi has been now coming on to, to win the game for Liverpool very very open game Liverpool just about deserved to win it on the night Solomon Rondon as well a very nice goal as well he's been very very good for Newcastle in recent weeks him and Jose Perez both but the big thing is is he going to resign at Newcastle I think they have to spend £16 million. Pounds. I think that's a bargain for what he's done this season. And well, I he's think had, he's a massive cog in that Newcastle team. Yeah, he's had a very, very good season at Newcastle. But again, nothing will surprise me with Ashley and Newcastle. We'll just have to wait and see yeah. on the close season and find out what actually happens there, you know, because if some other club came in for him, sure, uh, Rondon would be gone straight away. Again, Newcastle will probably dig their heels. I mean, he's on loan from West Brom, is that correct? Yes. So I guess if uh, another club comes in, they won't hang about and... If an offer is made. See, it's a strange one because although I think he has played very well for Newcastle this season, I'm not sure if he'd play well for teams outside of Newcastle. Well, I think West he Brom, fits that system yeah, in Newcastle very well. Yeah, what if West Brom well. was to come back into the Premier League in the playoff? Yeah, okay, fair so enough. They, they, might, they might look for him and they might say, no, we want you back but here Dwight, to play Dwight Gale is there at West Brom now at the moment and he's done very well for them. But I think Dwight Gale is kind of in that Darren Huckerby zone where... He's not going to escape being a good championship player. He won't be able to do it in the Premier League, but he'll bang in goals. Well, again, that's open to West Brom. If they feel that Rondon can do a job for them in the Premier League, which he has done for Newcastle, and get And them, he did and at West Brom too, yeah, to be fair did. to him as he well. Did. He did. He got the goals for them there, but unfortunately they went down. Now, I think the, looking back at Newcastle, it'd be very, very interesting close season to see what happens there. But again, Liverpool kept the title race going. They got out with the three two win. As I say, they I probably didn't just think, about deserve just, sorry, it. I'm just thinking here as well. Fabinho getting that free kick. I, I thought that was criminal because there was no way in hell that was a free kick. I know, but look, come here. You know, you watch the game and some weeks you get the decision, some weeks you don't. You know what I mean? That's, you know, when the swings and roundabouts kind of uh, It's strange situation. because if you had VAR in, the, well, no, actually, sorry, as far as I know, VAR won't be used to determine fouls. No, not for foul. It's only goal line. Yeah, only goal line penalties offside. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's because, like, when you think about it, if they started doing it for every single foul, you'd be there all day. Yeah. Absolutely Ah, all day. Yeah. Wouldn't make sense. So, yeah, it really wouldn't. But look, 
Liverpool, you know, it was a great, great match and Liverpool kept the title race. Because any other day, though, if the ref had maybe been a bit more clued in, linesman, they could have lost that game. Well, they could have, I suppose. But, I mean, okay, a lot, a lot of uh, fans who don't support Liverpool saying, ah, oh, Liverpool are very lucky this season and they got away and last-minute goals and all this kind of thing. But, you know, you have to make your own look in these kind of situations as well. Liverpool have been a really, really good side. They've been solid enough at the back. Okay, I know they conceded two against Newcastle. But other than that, other than that, I think they've been absolutely solid. They've probably let in the least amount of goals. We'd, you'd have to look at the stats there again. But I think overall, Liverpool have had a fantastic season. Now, whether they end up with something That's is another story that remains to be seen. So, where whether they build on that for next season then will remain, you know. And again, I just hope next season as it will be as good as the season we, we've had, you know. So, up, uh, fair play to Liverpool. That's all. Well, the way I see it is Man City last season were so so dominant and the league got a little bit stale, I think, because of that situation. This season, Liverpool have fought them to the very end of the season last day. Now, I still think Man City are going to win it. I can't see Brighton getting a result out of Man City. Well, nobody... Whether that means Liverpool loses or wins, I still think Man City would be lifting that Premier League trophy. Look, no matter what team you support, nobody wants to see the league over by Christmas, you know? Yeah. You want to see, the, for, for everybody, you want to see a, a, a good title race and you want to see, you know, two, three, even four teams going for it, you know? The other sides uh, kind of tailed off a little bit at the end. You had your Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, they kind of fell by... But Liverpool and uh, Man City have been just so dominant and so good at grinding out the results when it mattered, you know. Well, speaking of the way sliders now, anyway, we'll move into that top four race. And again, not really a race because it doesn't seem like anyone wants the top four uh, spot at the moment, except for Chelsea. Well, so Chelsea leapfrogged over Spurs with their win at the weekend. 3-0 win against Watford. Top Chelsea in the first half were pretty poor. Second half, they just moved up a gear and the, got their result. And... Okay, 3-0 maybe flattered them a tiny bit, I think. Well, Watford I watched, weren't bad. Yeah, I watched the game myself and I thought Watford were very good. Um, they had an absolutely they, comical goal disallowed. They did, have, they did, they did, due to an offside, yeah. When, uh, I've never seen anything like that one before. One of their players had against I think it was And, Andre Gray. Andre Gray, yeah. that's who it was. But they also, had a, they also had a great chance in the opening 10 minutes when... Uh, oh, Kevin Kevin made a world-class Made a fantastic save super, from a, yeah. a Troy Deeney header as well, you know, but... Chelsea came out in the first 10 minutes they scored uh, well, two can, headers can they went down oh sorry sorry my time meant first 10 minutes I thought meant the very very first no first 10 minutes of the second half yeah. Chelsea came out and they were very positive got the two goals then and then Higuain got a goal about 10 minutes that was minutes a nice finish as well nice finish like, um, 10 minutes from the end but um Watford kept chipping away at it, you know, and if Watford had got a goal back even even to make it 2-1, I think it would have been a very, very interesting 10 or 15 minutes yeah. for Chelsea, you know, but uh, no, it was, I, was, I was impressed with Watford, you know, they were, they were trying to do it the right way and, you know, okay, on their day, it, did, it, it didn't happen for them, but, you know, they could go out next week and get two or three goals. I, playing the same type of football. I think this the is a damaging way. result though for Watford. The kind of game where you can go out and play well and still lose 3-0, it's a confidence uh, kind of destroyer, I think. And coming up against Man City in the FA Cup final, well, this Watford is it. could play great and still lose for it. It would be the type of game you could predict that. Well, it would, would be. Now. Well, I know this weekend Watford will be at home and anyway to finish off. So uh, it, it would be interesting, like you say. They uh, Watford, I think, are at home to West Ham. They're at home to West Ham there yeah. to finish off the season. So uh, they'd want to go out on a high there and probably go and win that game. I'm sure some of the players are playing for their places and they've probably got one eye on the FA Cup final as well. I'm happy enough with that result myself. I'm even happier seeing Chelsea finish in the top three. 
well, top four now, anything can happen on the last day. Personally speaking, moving on to Spurs now, I think they've made an absolute mess of things in the last few weeks. And from a team who, you know, we were maybe saying they could lift the Premier League 12 because there was a stage where Spurs were, I think, four points behind Liverpool and Man City. Now they're, yeah, what, 22 but, points behind? Yeah, they were going great guns at one stage, Spurs. I think the wheels have come off a little bit. I don't know whether it's just fatigue with Spurs, the end of the, the season, mentality, maybe. the mentality. Um, again, the the draw at home to Ajax in the Champions League as well. Um, the, you know, Son getting injured and well, uh, Kane. Well, the one, thing, the one thing that I'm thinking of is, the Spurs, it's not the first time Spurs have completely lost the plot towards an end of the season. I mean, remember when Leicester City won the league in the battle of the yes, Stamford Bridge yes. and they were sending off some players kicking out and, you know, getting sent off and everything. And they ended up finishing third place that year. They terrible, did. terrible season, I think, really. Yeah. Well, in general, but for Spurs mainly. And you saw it there again this week as well against Bournemouth. Hong Min Son, one of the nicest players he won. I never would have expected him to have done that now we know Jefferson Lerm isn't entirely innocent on what he did there was definitely a bit of naughtiness on his well, end but fairness, I think yeah. the lashing out was I, well massively uncalled for but so surprising well that could have been a combination of things but I think the, even the Spurs players themselves were shocked to see uh, I mean, Son Spurs kicking at that out stage like that were absolutely dominant at that they, stage they were yeah yeah and look like they were, con- they were controlling the game as well you know yeah. but Again, then you had fight coming on at half time to replace Eric Dyer, who probably should have been sent off as well. Arguably, could have been sent off as well, yeah, and got a second yellow. And fight is only on two, the pitch two, two minutes, minutes two three and a half, minutes, two and, minutes, and thirty six seconds. I and think he gets a straight red, you know. But um, that was a nasty challenge as well. Now look, I know fight is a young player and all that, and you learn through all these things. But that was a bad challenge, and at that stage in the game, I mean, it's it's still nil nil. You're well, only one man behind. Again, you're Tottenham. As you'd you say, be expected to do tr- something well trying to come on so early in the game and make an impression and get into the game you know Foyt has been in and out of that side as well and he probably wanted it looked like the ball ran away from him a bit and he was trying to kind of make up for a bit of a mistake but again I think it was deserving of a red card I, I have to say I wouldn't have been surprised if Maurizio Pochettino said a half time to his players alright lads I know what's after happening here but we need to show fight here if we want to you know get this result here cement our top four positions look well for the next game against Ajax and all that, go out there and show me a bit of battle, show some fight. And I think that might have ended up back for on well, the tiny it, bit, you know? It, it could have. And, you know, even playing with the nine men, you got to give Spurs a little bit of credit. Yeah, it took an injury time goal. From a corner. From a corner and from a set piece, you know? And they did have one or two little half chances. Well, no, in the first them, you know? half an hour, your man as well, we didn't bring him up, Mark Travers. The Bournemouth goalkeeper, 19-year-old. Or this lad making his debut. Yeah, in that yeah, first half. Yeah. After that, because of the sending off and everything, he didn't really have anything else to do then. So. No, but certainly in the first half and early, he made a couple of very good saves. I know there was a, a one-on-one situation with Mo- uh, Lucas Moura there yeah. where he made a good save, you know, and that would have done his confidence a world of good. But uh, he had very little to do in the second half. But look, you know, the goalkeeper, again, he has to be alert and he has to well, be look, able to do it. He's made you know. a great first impression. That was his Premier League debut. Came out a man in the match. Bournemouth are having keeper troubles. You know, I think Eddie Helm will play him the last game. If he plays well in that, who's to say he won't start next season? Well, very, Having very a good, young... Well, I, I'd i assume he'd be homegrown talent as well. I think the age is between 15 and 21. Arguably for, so. Arguably sorry. so, yeah. He would have been in, in that category. But um, 
No, it, it bodes well for uh, the Irish goalkeeping situation as well. We've a, we've a couple of young goalkeepers coming yeah. up there who can certainly. Gavin Bazunu and now Mark Travers old, as well. And so we, we, Quaven Kelleher off Liverpool and now he's third choice. And yeah. I know we're going off the yeah uh, we're going into more international uh, waters here. Yeah. You know, I think we look, need to reel this in and we, go back to the Premier we, League. We, we'll, we'll reel it in and come back into the dock side yeah. and even see how we go. We'll, we'll talk some internationals at a later date anyway course, for the time being. Now, oh yeah, we're in the top four positions. You made me lose me trying to talk there. Man United and Huddersfield. You know, again similar to you know Arsenal and Brighton. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah. they've blown it as well. Again, this is what they we had the opportunity there. Yeah, we did, and you know, um, Solskjaer would be very disappointed with with the, the outcome of that game. And there. they were poor as well. It, were, it wasn't the case of Huddersfield, you know, weathering a storm and getting a very late goal. Well, they got a very, uh, well, a very early goal. McTominay scoring yeah. for United. It was a nice and little he, goal. And he, yeah, McTominay. Yeah. In fairness to him, I think he's one of the brighter sparks in that team. And. Well, he seems to come on there. You know, when when they played against Barcelona there a couple of weeks ago, um, he was the only player that, yeah. that that stood out for me. And anyway, uh, out of the whole of the, of the United team. Now, you know? the one thing I uh, maybe question his actual ability, but I can't question the work rate or well, the effort that he puts in. Well, the ability. But I don't know if you build a team around him. Well, I don't know I would, if he's of that quality. No, I wouldn't say build a team around him. But but what I'm saying is, you're looking at the same situation, with, um, arguably with Loftus Cheek at Chelsea. You know, you've got to mm. you've got to give players game time in the Premiership to see how they become how they can uh, cope with it. You know, it's a, it's a massive step up to go into the Premiership. But I I think with United, what's at the happening is players on big money. They all got uh, Ali Gunnar a three year contract, and I think once that contract was signed. All the players stopped playing again. Yeah, they they knew they'd got him the contract. There was all this thing. Oh, eight games in a we, row. We don't like Mourinho. Oh, yeah. oh Solskjaer's our friend, our yeah. buddy, and all yeah. that kind of and thing. I just think the contract was signed. Okay, lads, we're at the doing the job for him. We've got him a contract either way. Let's go back to uh, square one. And I think that's what happened to United. They they shut well, down again. There's been such a big talk about United and their mentality and how a lot of players in that dressing room are so called toxic and but, don't. You know, they're not playing for their club. There's massive money being spent on but them when, and all that. when Mourinho left, and I mean, you, you seen you how have... far United were off the pace after Mourinho left, now that we've come to the se- uh, end of the season, basically United are back at where they started when Mourinho left. Yeah. They're only in seven. Well, and this is might... why United made the mistake in signing Solskjaer. Yeah, I think place. so. I think so. I think they got it wrong. I really, really do. You know, they... They probably just listened to the fans too much and, and it was all on the crest of a wave, so to speak, you know, that the, the, uh, United were doing well, great and getting look, results. I can, and I, can understand, I can understand why they did sign him to a contract. I can understand yeah. that they, you know, they turned it around. Great result against PSG, which, you know, I don't, I think we gave them credit for that yeah. and everything. They moved up, well, they moved up, I think, a little bit in the table, but they were very, very far off at that stage when Solskjaer did take over and did bring them back into that fourth place talk at the very least. I can understand based on form and yes. how well they were doing at that stage, but they still should have waited, I think, in my opinion, because they were only ever seeing success. Even at a short period of time, I think they went on an eight-game winning streak. And then when things started to look a bit bad, United players and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer didn't know how to react. Well, then you'd have to pose the question, I suppose, and I'm sure you could put it to any Manchester United fans listening out there. If it was the situation today or next Sunday, would you offer Oli Gunnar Solskjaer a three-year contract? Oh, that's that, a big that's thing. The, that's like, the $64 million question, you know, and 
I think, you know... Now Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to go and rebuild an entire team. Well, he does. But, the, you know, the issue there is... Uh, who wants to come and play Europa football or who wants to come and play Champions I mean, League yeah, football? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. This, You're going to have to massively overspend. They're gonna have now, to Gary out. Neville is apparently given a blueprint and all that to Man United and how they can rebuild and all that. But to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't trust Gary Neville's blueprint based on his own managerial experience. I understand he's a club legend and knows how the club is run and everything like that. But I wouldn't trust Gary Neville to rebuild the team myself. But Rio but, Ferdinand's being touted as the director of football. Their first director of but, football. But look, come here. If you were going to do that situation, I'm sure there's a load of United fans out there who are turn around and say, well, do you know what? You might as well give Roy Keane a three-year contract because Roy Keane is as much a legend as Solskjaer as well. Roy Keane has managed, well, albeit in a, a mediocre degree of, of uh, success. You yeah. know, he, he done nothing in any of the clubs. But, you know, he did okay at Sunderland. But, did, then but then it kind of all went off the rails then. And I don't think Roy Keane is the right type of person to be a manager. I think... No, but Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, Cardiff and Molde. Yeah, you know, no, I understand. The, I can, the, I can the, understand where you're coming from and all that. But I don't think Roy Keane in current football and climate, I think you need to be a little bit like Jurgen Klopp and be friendly and have a bit of banter with your team and all that. I don't think Roy Keane is the man for that. I definitely think if Roy Keane were to call manage Man United, I think you'd see another Fergie and Beckham incident, Boots being thrown. I'm oh, not. I, I'm, well, look, I, I'm here, assuming you can guess what player seen, I'm thinking. Yeah, of well, we seen we seen Roy's recent interview after the uh, United City Derby, and uh, you know, but you know what? A lot of United fans would actually turn around and say everything that Roy Keane said is true. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. You I'm know, not doubting that it's but, not but, true. But I thought on the night, even when we looked at that um, uh, uh, game, and even when we seen the the interview and all that, you know, I I did think Gary Neville was being a little bit. Plastic for the one for a better I, word. You I know. think he was Roy trying to was defend it. his team. Yeah, but Roy was saying it as it was. Yeah. You know, if there's a player three yards away from you, go over and, and, and go over I and think, you know. I think Gary Neville got caught out with that as well because I, I did see after the game online and all that. like, how can Gary Neville be defending any of this? They've been absolutely terrible. They've been muck. Then the week after, his tune has changed. He's saying, oh, no, you know, they're terrible. They need to rebuild. They need to do this. They need to do that. I think he caught on the message. And I think maybe that was a bit on the plastic side anyway. Well, look, everybody knows United have a massively building job. And if is Ali going to sell the right man? Is, is, is Ali the man? If there's any United fans out there with their comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you, you know, because, uh, again, Man United, top, top club, they'll always be around and they'll always be talked about. So any comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Well, look, Arsenal and Brighton are our next game. And I predicted this one, a one-all. Arsenal have blown it. Yeah. Arsenal blown it now, again. Now, currently as it stands, it's not mathematically impossible for them to get top four. But there has to be an eight-goal swing, I think. There has to be an eight-goal swing in the Everton and Spurs, Spurs game. Spurs game. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and them as well. So if they were to win 4-0 and Spurs were somehow to lose 4 I can't see that happening, to be perfectly honest. But you never know. Premier League is a weird league. Yeah. Uh, you know, Arsenal have been very disjointed this season. Um, I think their whole back four needs a total resha reshape as well. You know, Arsenal were always a side that built on their defence. They always had good defence, you know what I mean? And, okay, you came in with the strikers, Henri, you came in with Patrick Vieira and all that kind of... You know, yeah. they, they had a the little bit of quality there and, and finishers as well, you know. Bama Yang's been good and um, the, the other striker, like I said, yeah. they've, been very, they've been good. Their they've back got the, line have just been so They've got important. goals. But and you know what? Bernd Leno isn't a bad keeper either. I, I wasn't really a big fan of him at first, but he's kind of settled in now, I think, and... Well, now that, you have, now that you have Petr Cech retiring, obviously Leno will take over the, the, yeah. the, the spot. Well, now. he already he, kind of has done well, that. Well, he has anyway, done, so. but they've used Cech 
in, in, in some of the games. Season, yeah, did, yeah, in some of the games they have. But uh, no, I think Arsenal uh, again would need another reshaping job, and Emery would have it's to be the back line. I he'd think. have to be very, very careful who he brought in. Get you rid know, of, get rid of Mustafi ASAP. Mustafi, Socrates, they're, 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 they've been very, very poor. Kachalnyo, I think, on his last leg. The injuries absolutely, have called yeah. to him now yeah, as absolutely. well. So Bellerin as well. He would been he got injured at one stage during the season as well, and. You know, I think he's had a couple of injuries like that as well. Well, look, so. we had a, a game with two penalties, you know, uh, uh, looking at the penals, um, Arsenal, you know, little, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't kind of thing. And Glenn Murray uh, getting the my old mate, Glenn Murray getting on the score sheet again with another penalty. Uh, a stupid trip, a, re- a really silly, a silly uh, like, this penalty is like, This is away. against a really goal shy Brighton. Or- yeah, Brighton. Yeah, yeah go, Brighton go, team, go so. Brighton, who have just about escaped relegation as well. The last home game of the season, you, you, you're trying to put on a bit of a show for the fans, I take, you know. But uh, again, Arsenal fans would have been very, very disappointed and they blew at Arsenal. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, that's our top four race kind of over and done with now. We kind of have a good idea who's going to be going through. Same with our title race. Again, Cardiff, look, we'll, look, we'll talk about Cardiff now because unfortunately they've been relegated. And... I will be the first one to say and put my hands up. I got Cardiff wrong this season. I'm very impressed that they went down to the second last day of the season to, you know, get relegated to this stage because I did picture Cardiff to be dead and buried by Christmas time. I think Palace, or sorry, I think with Cardiff, they, um, you know, they had a very, very tough season. They had the Salah incident, uh, the, the Emilio Salah thing and yeah. all that. And, you know, that, 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 that wouldn't have been easy. That wouldn't have helped, you know. And they would have been forced on everybody's list to be relegated at the start of the season, you know. Yeah. But to be but, fair, we've gotten it right. But. Yeah, I know you've gotten it right. But like, but like as you've said, they've took it to the last second last game of the season. They actually played all right against Palace, I thought. And to um, be Palace, fair, they, uh, during times of the season, they have played some good football. They weren't the team who, you know... They weren't just going to go in every single game, going in two-footers and be physical. They've actually played football as well, which I'm impressed to see as well. They really actually am. tried to play, yeah. And, you know, um, they could have got something out of that game. They could have easily beat Palace. But I think uh, Palace were very good on the break. And I think that's what that's what killed uh, Cardiff eventually. You know, Cardiff were, were, were doing all right in games. But, you know, teams were breaking away, scoring Chelsea, looking for example, getting the late goals. And Palace, oh, they were robbed in that game. They, uh, well, I know they were robbed in that game. Yeah, but that you know we've we've spoken about that at length already. But Palace were very very good on the break. You know yeah. Zaha, um, even Andros Townsend, yeah, Townsend scored a goal game. again, and they got an injury time ga- an injury time goal uh, Cardiff to bring them yeah. back into the game. But too little, th- th- too late. Too little, too yeah. late. And uh, you know uh, Cardiff, Huddersfield, and Fulham uh, were kind of the three looking at it there. I think we I think we all agree that Brighton had just about enough. So. We kind of more or less said that. I don't know Everybody. if I agree with that, but I, t- well, I to be honest, think Brighton should have gone down over Cardiff myself. Well, Just on was, the basis of, I guess, actual attack and play and style, that kind of thing. I think Cardiff actually, I think, outpipped them. Well, and if Clemory... Well, Cardiff work. lost. Cardiff did lose a lot of games at home. And I think Brighton's home form probably would have been the thing to actually say what saved Brighton. They picked up a couple of vital wins at home, you know. So I think that's actually what kept them in the Premiership. So, uh, look, good luck to Cardiff. And hopefully it won't be too long before they're back up again. Yeah, Because to be fair, Neil Warren kind of swayed my opinion a bit this season as well. Because at first I wasn't a big fan of him. But to be honest, well, to be fair to him, he's a very honest person. 
And okay, he's been entertaining to watch this season. He has. Oh, definitely. Like the controversy yeah, yeah. and all that helps. And well, not in the Milan or Salah situation, the referee situation. Yeah. It's interesting to watch. It, it's oh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. You, know? it makes for, it makes you for, don't hear managers saying things like he does. Well, it makes for good TV and anyway, it makes for good uh, viewing figures as well. But hopefully he stays at Cardiff. The indications are he's going to stay with Cardiff. But I'd like to see him stay with Cardiff and maybe bring them back up again next season, please, yeah. God. Well, look, the other games here now, I guess we'll kind of breeze through them relatively quickly. Everton, Burnley, they played on the Friday night. Everton got off to, like, a house on fire, they did. Yeah, nice to two see. Very two very two, two, two nil to Everton. And nice to see Seamus Coleman getting Popping on the, on the goal, score sheet yeah. as well. You know, Richarlison as well got one there for them as well. I don't know uh, what Burnley did. They, they didn't really show they, yeah, up, you they know. Didn't, to be they fair. Are, I think Burnley are concentrating more on the home games, trying to get something, you know. I think uh, Deutsch has a bit well, of a plan. Time, look, time is up now. They're safe. They don't really have too much to worry about now with this season. I guess they're playing for pride more than anything else. But Everton, you know, they've been in good form as of late. And I think this is what Everton fans expected out of them all season. But they're only getting it now at this stage of the season. Well, it did, yeah. And, you know, if if Everton could have strung a couple of results together, maybe around Christmas time, January, they'd have been up the table a little before. You know, they they started off well. They were playing nice football at the beginning. But then they hit that trough and they were down for weeks and they lost some really, really silly games Everton lost, you know. There's some good players in that team, though. And I think they... If they can get a good start to the season, they won't stop that. I think that'd be a very hard team to stop once they get started. They didn't really get off to the start they needed at the beginning of the year. Yeah, well, you know, look, the, over the course of the two games against uh, Liverpool, you know, they were they were two very, very close games. We all know what happened there, the 1-0, uh, the Jordan yeah, Pickford, and then the yeah. other game finished 0-0. But they, they gave away some silly, silly goals, Everton as well, you know, and... That kind of, as I say, the, the expectation of the fans up there is that they could they be a little better. They spend so much money, so they like, did, I think they there did. has to be expectation yeah, there, to be honest. Yeah, well, but if that goes well. Well, look, I'm thinking for next season now, anyway, if they can get off to a good start, maybe win three or four games on the bounce, they well, could have a very good year. But it's all depends on those first, I think, maybe five games of the season for Everton. Well, again, depends on how you strengthen the squad as well. Yeah. So who who will be coming in and who will be leaving Everton? We'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. Uh, West Ham and Southampton was the game after that. That was a three o'clock game. I finished three 0 to West Ham, so I didn't expect that one myself. I had that down as a one all draw, and three 0 I think maybe flattered, maybe not so much flattered West Ham as in I think Southampton didn't deserve to lose three 0 Yeah, well, this is a game that we watched, and West Ham I think uh, started off well. Arnautovic with the two goals, yeah, yeah. and uh, Ryan Fredericks with a very Ryan good goal Fredericks as well. Got, so. got, got, got a goal, but. Uh, Southampton had a spell of about 20 minutes in the second half at 2-0. Yeah. They and brought Nate and Redmond on. I don't understand why they left him on the bench myself. Yeah, that, that, was, a weird that was a bit of a strange one as well, leaving him on the bench. But again, Hassan Hootl was probably just looking at rotation, the squad yeah. and rotation. Give players who haven't played a... Maybe put a few of them in the shop window yeah. as well to have a look, you know, if they're... Give them a bit of a confidence boost. Because well, I mean, some of those players wouldn't have the great... Like, I know they've gotten a little bit better now, but there's players in that team who haven't played as much as the others have in that good run of form, you know? So. Yeah, and again, at this stage of the season, as I said earlier, um, you're looking at players maybe in the shop window who, who are looking at a move on and give them a run out just to see, see how they get on. But uh, West Ham, I suppose, uh, full credit for their 3-0 win and uh, Pellegrini has uh, torn them around and they're, they're playing well. You got that Not wrong. Pellegrini. No, you got that no, wrong, the no, rabbit house. No, no. no uh, oh, sorry, sorry. So you're no, right. I thought you were no, no. Oh, very sorry about that. Oh, do no, I have well, egg on my face? Well, look, come here. Um, as I say, when, when Pellegrini took over, West Ham, I think, lost their first four games yeah. at the start. They said they were bottom, did no points. And to be you fair, know? West Ham with the season they had beforehand, 
you know, that could have been causing riots and everything like that. But look, did very well to stay able to ship anyway, just to put it in yeah, basic terms. Yeah, they anyway, done well, so, yeah. So. And they're called, like, there is money there, I think, at West Ham. They could easily go and do something. You it's it, it's built it's building the squad as well. You know they they have a couple of older players. I think who, Andy Carroll's on his way out as well, as, well yeah, as far yeah, as I know. Yeah. So I tell you, maybe they'll be glad to see the back of him just a tiny bit because he's not really arguably so not really Premier League material in my opinion. Yeah, you know, but there's there's definitely a few of the uh, older veterans is there at West Ham. I say will move on as well. You know, maybe Mark Noble is coming to the end of his um, career. No, there what? Well. I'd actually keep Mark Noble because. At the start of the season, yeah, I would have agreed with you on that. But I think Mark Noble's been instrumental in West Ham's... Uh, well, he has, but he's only played for a narrow in a lot of the games. Yeah, it's, it's definitely still, not 90, Yeah, but it's definitely not 90 minutes of Mark Noble anymore. It's, you know, maybe looking at, so, but... Looking I at think, a lot of the games, they seem to change him after an hour, you know? Yeah, okay, no, that's fair enough. An age will catch up and all that yep. happens to everyone. But I think keep him in there because I think he's a massive piece for West Ham. Our final game is Wolves and Fulham. And with this result, Fulham have managed to claim the Everton Cup. Got their seven spots finished. You mean Wolves? Yeah, I know. The Everton Cup, that was what it's yeah, called. Seven yeah, I, oh, yeah, I know. You said Fulham. You know, yeah, sorry. <laughs> All over the shop I here know, today. Yeah, I know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, Wolves have managed to claim the Everton Cup. 1-0 to Wolves. Their, yeah. Got their seven spots finished. Anyway, great season for Wolves. Fantastic. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, fair enough. They've had a lot of help with the Portuguese uh, super agent. Well, they brought the, you know, Raiola, yeah. they 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 brought in players with a little bit of quality, yep. and they spent very wisely. You know, we can look at they're Fulham. not lethal, if, yeah, yeah. If, can... if we compare the two teams, you're looking at the way Wolves have spent. You're looking at the way what they've done and how they've set themselves up. They've had a great season, um, accumulated a lot of points at home, yeah, and that would have been beat a lot of the top six teams. Beat a lot of the, yes, lost exactly. a lot of the lower team. They lost to Huddersfield twice this season. Yeah, only team to do that. Yeah, and there you go. You talk about players maybe raising their a little game. bit of arrogance because a lot of these players would be kind of I think of a higher grade who maybe Europa League, few Champions Leaguers in there as well. Going to Huddersfield, and you say, ah, yeah, lads, it's not what it's Huddersfield like. We'll smash well, them up. Look, let's see. You know, we all spoke about second season syndrome in the past. A team comes up and does extraordinarily well. And then the second season or the third season, then they struggle, struggle, you know. And There's a few, well, the way I'm kind of predicting Wolves in the off-season now, there's a lot of, I think, high-quality players going out on free agencies. Your likes of Keylor Navas, you've got, what's his name? Uh, I'll have to come and drink. Uh, Diego Godin, uh, Adrian Rabiot. Uh, XPSG, centre mid. Yeah, but there's gonna... a lot of players. Yeah, but I think they have the money to do to do that you well know? look come here a lot of players are looking for moves into the premiership Daniel Wolves they are an off. interesting project yeah, you know they've yeah, got I players know. there who yeah. really shouldn't be playing uh, like they only, wouldn't be playing with a team who've just gone up if there wasn't listen, something it only, there it only takes one player to come in and do a bad job there and sit around and go do you know what I'm here picking up very handy money thanks very much and if you look at, I'm going to mention him again Mr Pogba I think exactly that's what's at the happen at United, and I think Mr. Pogba, Mr. Sanchez, and, and I think that's what's at the happening there. The danger for Wolves would be to for a situation like that to arise. You get a player 32, 33 coming into the Premiership. If he's coming from Spain or he's coming from Italy, look, I've done it all here. I'm picking up very handy money here, and all of a sudden it unsettles the dressing room. And I think that's what Wolves' if, biggest fear would be. You if know? I'm thinking of one player, I would definitely agree on the Adrian Rabiot situation on that. He's kind of that type of player. But I would think of Keylor Navas and Diego Gaudin as proper professionals, not that kind of player now myself. 
Well, look again. I think they could very well do a job. Well, they have Rui Patricio. Have, yeah, I th- in, in goal. Yeah, I don't know about Rui Patricio though. In all perfect honesty. Okay, well, how many high-profile games does Keelan Navas play in I, the I Spanish think, league? Well, look, compared the, to what at, he's going to no, be no, playing. No, look, at the, at the moment, he's not playing at the moment uh, ahead of Thibaut Quarta. Uh, that's just how it is. You know, they spend a lot yeah. of money on him. Yeah. You, you know, they're not going to play him. But I look, he's won three Champions Leagues on the bounce with them. And it wasn't like, you know, with maybe Allison, you could say, oh, he's got Van Dijk in front of him. I think Keeler Navas has been an absolute world-class keeper. And I think any team, and apparently he wants to make a move into the Premier League as well. I just don't think there's maybe room from from first down to six unless there's some movement. I honestly think Wolves will be a very good f- fit for him. And vice versa as well. Well, maybe Wolves or if Everton, for example, look I would definitely say Keeler Navas will be an upgrade over Rui Patricio. Argu- arguably so yeah arguably so but look at we'll see uh, time will tell on that one but a, a very very good season by Wolves standard you know so like I say I would just like to judge Wolves this time next season yeah. to see radio. Well, can we, can we get people to maybe write in and say who do you think Keeler Navas would suit well at do you think would you agree with me maybe say yeah I think Wolves would be a great fit for him and him being a good fit for Wolves you know write into us and let us know what you think anyway and any other free agents you might think would be a good Good option name for any teams in the Premier League. So, yeah. Uh, well, look, that was our last game of the weekend. We'll leave it on that now. We'll take a little break and then come back to you with the, the last uh, weekend fixtures list anyway. So, and that was for our angry South Korean Hong Min Son getting into a fight with Jefferson Lerma sent off. Spurs, don't know why they're appealing the red card. Yeah, I don't It's a weird think... one, but I suppose, look, yeah. if you can get Wayne Hennessy off for saying he doesn't know about the Nazis. Why not try it? Yeah, okay, a little bit controversial. A little bit we? controversial, but look, the, but like we, we like controversy. Talk. Yeah. All right, anyway, we just took our break, had a little bit of a blooper incident, but we'll uh, put that in our blooper reel at the end of the season. So we'll go in our uh, weekend uh, predictions now, anyway. First game we'll look at is Brighton Hove Albion versus Man City. Yeah. I think this will be the Man City win yeah. comprehensively 3 0 and they'll lift the title. Well, all the games obviously have a three o'clock kickoff and. Um, as you say, first game up. Ah, yeah, I think City's going to have far too much. I'm going to go with a 3-1 win to Man City and Man City to lift the title. Yeah. Liverpool and Wolves then, if we're staying on title races anyway. I think this will be a close game and I think it'll be a 2-1 win to Liverpool. But I wouldn't be surprised at the same time to see if it ended up as a draw. Well, what are you going for? I'm going with a 2-1 for Liverpool. Right, I think Liverpool will have too much. I think Wolves know they've done enough and... Uh, Liverpool will want to give the fans something to cheer about. I'm going to go 2-0 to Wolves. Oh, sorry, 2-0 to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leicester and Chelsea. I think this will be a tough game for Chelsea, but I think they'll go out with a 2-1 win and cement their third-place finish, which I think is a good finish for Chelsea um, this year. It, look, it'll be a very, very open game, I think. I think the hard to separate the two teams. I thought Leicester were good against City. I thought Chelsea were decent enough against Watford. Can't really split them, so I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Okay. Spurs and Everton's next. Um, just the way Spurs have been lately, I can't see them winning for some reason. And Everton have looked pretty good lately as well. So I'm going to just go with a one-all draw here and play it safe. Ooh, yeah, um, Spurs on the back of their uh, Champions League exploits. This game will have a lot to tell with, with that kind of situation. Everton will probably want to finish on a high. Uh, I'm going to go with a draw myself, one-all. Pochettino out. Bit early for that. Bit early for that. Burnley and Arsenal's the next game. And look, I know Arsenal haven't been good and I might eat my own words here on this. 
I'm going to go with a 2 0 win for Arsenal. I just don't think Burnley are going to be up for this, really. I well, think they'll be I one think eye on the beach I, myself. No, I think Burnley are going to be hyped up for this game. It's a nice uh, scalp to get at the end of the season. I actually think Burnley are going to beat Arsenal 2 1. Oh, yeah, Arsenal's away form is really bad. No, I'm, I'm going to stick with 2 0. Okay. Go with your first choice. Man United versus Cardiff. Now, for some reason, I am thinking this will be a mess up for United, and I think this will be a one all draw. No, I think United, uh, they've been so disappointing. The fans would be disappointed. They will want to see some kind of an effort put in here. I think United will have enough. They'll be card of 2-1. Okay. Crystal Palace and Bourne, we're getting into our games that really don't have too much of an impact on the way yeah. things are going. I'm going to go with a 2 all draw here now. Okay. And I think uh, this has the making of a very interesting game. Both teams don't have anything to play for. Um, I think when the pressure is off them, they can play very, very good football. Yeah, again, I think Palace will want to make a little bit of a show with the fans who have, they've got great supporters there, by the way, Crystal Palace. Any Palace fans out there, fair play to you, get in touch with us and let us know what's going on. Um, I think Palace are going to do Bournemouth 3-0. Palace fans scared the absolute crap out of me when I saw them play Chelsea. They have a giant flare. Didn't right. expect the bang to go off at all. Scared the go. shit out of me. Right. I'll bleep that out. Watford and West Ham then is our next game. So I think this is going to be a weird one. And I think West Ham are going to win this 2-1. Um, I think Watford have been very decent at home. Uh, the last Haven't home. been getting results though. Haven't been getting the results maybe which their play deserves. I think it'll be a close game. But I'm going to give uh, Watford the edge on this. 2-1 to Watford. Okay, so Hampton and Huddersfield is the game next. Um, Huddersfield's last, last game, game in the, the Premier, Premier League. League. I think they'll come out and try, but I think Southampton will also be trying as well. I'm going to put this down as a 1-1 draw. I'm going to go a 2-0 win for Southampton. Does I like Southampton? Okay. I don't think Huddersfield will have enough, to be honest. Fulham and Newcastle is the last game. This is also Fulham's last game in the Premier League. Last game in the Premier League. Uh, Newcastle will be uh, kind of happy enough. They put in a very good shift against Liverpool. I think Fulham would want to go out with their heads held high. And I'm going to get Fulham just to sneak. I'm going to go Fulham to beat Newcastle 2-1. I'm going with a one-all draw here myself. I'm going with a couple of one-all draws here to be fair. And don't know what I have because I really should expect that the last day of the Premier League well, season should be end better. Of season games. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, one all. I don't know. Fulham have looked okay in recent weeks as well. Scott Parker, I think, might get that job as well. Whether he's able to stable the ship there, yeah. The well, I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see him get the job because since he's come in, in fairness, uh, Fulham have done all right. You know, too little, too late in Fulham's case. But uh, Scotty Parker was a good old pro in his day, and I'd like to see him get a get a chance of Fulham maybe to bring them back up. Okay, cool. Well, look, that was the last of our predictions for this season, anyway. So. Man City to win the Premier League, Chelsea to finish in third. We know who's going down. So look, we will see you last. Uh, we will see you next week for our last podcast of the season. We'll uh, have a few bonus episodes out here and there over the off season, just so you don't forget us. Or yeah, um, obviously we'll discuss the we Champions League well, next week so, as well, yeah, and we'll definitely. see where we're going on Europa League action as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Thanks very much for listening. Anyway, we'll thanks be back very much, next listeners. Week. See you now.